1: Now it's his turn to help me conquer my phobia of scary movies over one spooky night in the FBI studios, one Wikipedia synopsis at a time. This is Spooker.
0: Hey, Peach, do you think you've ever been in a cult
1: before? Oh, that's a really good question. I don't think so. It sort of leads to the definition debate, right? Of like, okay, what is a cult? It has this religion at its centre. Sorry, I don't want to hijack this.
0: No, no, I'm really keen. Like, it was a genuine question. I'm keen yeah, to hear your answer.
1: It's got religion at its centre, and I certainly was taken to church as a child. I think it attempts to segregate you away from the outside world, doesn't it? Because the outside world's not to be trusted. I think that's probably a fundamental part of a cult. So I think no. I look, I was taken to church for touchy feely progressive Catholicism till I was 16, and I was like, mm, pretty sure this is all made up. But, um, <laughs> uh, so, see you later. And honestly,
0: back. like, honestly, we we mean no disrespect. Obviously, oh, like, yeah. we are open to anything, these are purely our opinions.
1: Yeah. And that was the cool thing about the form of Catholicism. I was like, faith is a blessing. I was like, okay, cool. I didn't get, like, I didn't get faith. That's all right. <laughs> um, you know, heaps of other stuff, so that's fine. Um, I didn't get faith, and got, he he decided I wouldn't believe in him, so good on him, and uh, here we find ourselves. But I guess, yeah, what is a cult? Um, religion, certainly. Um, segregation away from the outside world, certainly. Um, I think the centering of power in maybe one person who is the sole uh, contact with whatever deity it is we say it is, and so they become a sort of demigod whose authority is not to be questioned. Um, perhaps some sort of um, hyper-traditional cultural practices and maybe a bit of um, cynicism about technology or cynicism about, you know, where the modern world is going. Gosh, we're actually getting to a pretty good definition here. aren't we? I shakes? think, this is, I think sort of, this is
0: really excellent, Paige. We're doing well. One of the things you touch on there that I think is really important mm. is having like a central figure who you know, attains like a a demigod like status, Mm. you know, with a group to the point where you probably overlook a lot of red flags (laughs) while being part of that cult. And I was Mm. kind of thinking about this because you you can imagine that the film we're going to talk about today.
1: Does it involve cults? It involves a cult. (laughs) But
0: I was thinking for a very large part of my adult life, I was a card carrying not card god I don't even know what that metaphor means anymore but I was a staunch defender of Kanye West Of
1: Kanye West hugely Jack right so like I.
0: I would tell like if any like if people mentioned Absolutely. him I took it upon myself to tell yes. them why they were wrong why he wasn't crazy why his music's so amazing why my yes. beautiful dark twisted fantasy so important all of these things right yes. like it's it's crazy to think of now right and like It took me so many red flags. Like, it it actually took till the Nazism stuff to be like, wait a minute. Like, even during Trump, I was like, he's coming back. He's...
1: The domestic abuse was probably... That's that's only probably 12 months ago, 18 months ago.
0: Yeah. So, so for me, what's interesting and what I mentioned before is Mm. the overlooking of the troubling Uh, aspects of it, right? Yes. And you do this because you... You surrender some of your power and some of your autonomy to someone else. Yes, well said. And obviously, like, they, I didn't surrender a lot of power, but I surrendered a lot of judgment to Kanye. I was basically like, oh no, like, people can have opinions on Kanye, but they're wrong because he's a near, he's a flawed but near perfect artist. And, yep. you're, like, do you know Ye- what I mean?
1: Jesus is great, so Kanye is at least okay.
0: Right? Like, yep, you know, I like, mm. and, and every very worrying thing that he did, and it did escalate. Mm. Mm. Was was able to be explained away, or just forgot, or just pretended didn't exist, or just became like an annoying little bug biting at the back of your head that that you could sort of scratch away, but was still always sort of there. Absolutely. And so today's film, I think, is really interesting because are we doing the Kanye documentary? We're doing the Kanye doc. No. <laughs> so today today's film is really interesting because it's about a cult and two brothers who are in a cult mm. and. One brother who can clearly see it's it's probably not right for them, but another brother who makes a pretty compelling case to be like, <laughs> I can see why this is awesome. I want to stay in this cult.
1: Yeah, life of Pablo is great. Don't worry, he's got more. He's got more coming.
0: While simultaneously avoiding all of the red flags that one of the brother, who I guess is a proxy for the audience, can see in sharp relief. Anyway, today, Peach, we're doing a 2017 science fiction horror drama called the endless
1: someone's going to jail tonight that's the frustrating thing is i would love to not publicly sit down and talk about comparing kanye records and what songs i thought were great on them never again but i just don't think it's okay to do
0: i had this argument with someone at work right who like Mm. a, a much younger guy and we both like video games and he's like what do you think about hogwarts legacy he's like i'm really excited to play it and i'm like Anybody like I? I don't begrudge anyone playing it. In my mind, I'm like, mm. there's a million video games out there, and if there's one I can't play because it doesn't feel right supporting the author, then that's not the end of the world.
1: Oh, this is th- this is Rowling's transphobia.
0: I, th- I think so, yes. but, but I don't mind mm. if anyone else does. And I think the same with Kanye. Mm. It's like I'm I'm fine with people to talk, but part of me is like, okay, well. There's so much music in the world I like. Yeah. There's still so many uh, Zach Rocca singles, like you know, yes! and guest appearances outside of Rage Against the Machine that I can go back to. I don't have to re-listen to Kanye's albums for like the 50th time anymore.
1: Yeah. There's so many Andre 3000 verses oh. that we haven't heard.
0: Oh, like you know? honestly, honestly, <laughs> I I feel like sometimes I feel like maybe I don't, maybe I'm not as good a music fan as I think I am because the love below. Is far weaker than pretty much every guest verse he's done since Outcast broke up.
1: Yep, yep, and he's aged not a day. He's like <laughs> he's taken the um, uh, uh, whatever the Meryl Streep and Goldie Horn and Bruce Willis film in nineteen ninety three, Death Becomes Death Her. Becomes I th- Her. I think I think he took the Death Becomes Her potion.
0: Fuck, do you think? I actually think. Big Boy's gotten worse and Andre 3000s gotten better.
1: Big Boy was never great. He <laughs> was never great. At <laughs> Big Boy was still not very good. Stankonia Big Boy was still fine. <laughs> like, I think it's a Simon and Garfunkel scenario where, like, it's important to have your Garfunkels <laughs> and your Big Boys. Like, they're out making the deals and getting everyone to the studio on time. But some, like, fucking one half, like, Paul Simon's there. Like, and Paul Simon's got a fucking person. Fuck, Simon, I never but,
0: thought about this. So, Simon and yeah. Garfunkel, that was like a 90-10 artistic relationship. Neptunes, is that right?
1: man. Oh, like yeah. Chad, like, Chad Hugo, I can imagine being like, all right, Pharrell, now, don't forget, tomorrow, we are meeting with Timberlake at 11, and we really have to make sure we've got all our stuff together. Then we've got coffee with Timberlake, and then we've got a dinner with some local labels, and they think they've got some nice rappers. So, look, why don't you head home now? And we'll see. Like that's that's exactly how I imagine the Neptune's work. Could you
0: imagine like Chad Hugo, Art Garfunkel, and Big Boy getting together for a superhero? Oh,
1: they're like, "Hey guys, good to see you. <laughs> 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 um, let's do uh, to Our horror movie podcast.
0: Let's do this. Let's do this trailer. Woo. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There is a house They were all going to kill themselves. That's why we left the cult. They sent us a video. Whoever's
1: watching, I just wanted to say, The Ascension is something that we've all been looking forward to. We couldn't be happier.
0: I want to go back. One day one night we come straight back good to see you too what the dickens brings you all the way out here just thought we'd
1: visit while well, you're uh, here we're always here
0: i used to make a lot of your clothes you remember
1: that they're all in like their 40s they just look young it's weird why come back now the video you sent what video runs all there. You go
0: find it. Woo. Who's next? It doesn't let me sleep.
1: It doesn't let me dream. Oh, what? There's something down there. If you let it control you, it's gonna control you over and over again. We're all stuck in these things! We couldn't be happier, happier, happier. Oh. There's something out here, isn't there? Yeah, I don't need to watch more. Like, that looks sick. This looks cool, Shag. I'm pumped about this.
0: This is a sick movie, right? Yeah, uh,
1: yeah. No, I'm having fun already.
0: It also got, like, just, just a bit of shade. And I think you can tell from watching the trailer. Just to describe it to you listening, mm. if you haven't seen the trailer and haven't seen this film, mm. is that, it, like, it does look very cheap. It's clearly a very cheaply made film. And there was a review on RogerEbert.com that's, like, it just goes to show that if you've got great actors, a great script and a great premise, you don't need money to make a great film, which is such a backhanded compliment because it's basically been like this film looks like it's cheap looks, as shit. it yeah, looks shit, <laughs> Right? But anyway, it does. It does look cheap, but it's very compelling and the idea is super cool. And, I mean, the Wikipedia describes it as a science fiction horror drama and I think that's right. Like, it's borderline science fiction, but it takes a sci-fi concept <clears> and makes it, A little bit feel-bad club in a way that I never expected it to be made that makes me really excited, makes me want to share this with you. Okay. So brothers Justin and Aaron Smith, so Justin's the older brother and sort of the one that looks after them, receive a video cassette in the mail made by Camp Arcadia how would you watch w- that?
1: How would they have... How on earth, what, what would they have done?
0: Well, I mean, it's explained really well. So, they get oh. this
1: old videotape. Maybe I should stop interrupting. What do you reckon?
0: No, no, no. But this is a good point, right? Because mm. this is not in the Wikipedia synopsis. Mm. So, Aaron gets it in the mail. So, he goes to a nearby, like, rummage sale place that has a bunch of cameras for sale. And he finds a camera that fits the tape, takes it home, and they watch it. And it's a tape by one of the girls they remember from this camp, basically being like, Hey guys, camp's still here, still growing stuff, still making stuff. Everyone's still got their hobbies. If you want to come back, we're still here. Check us out sometime. And I think it's probably really important to note that at Camp Arcadia, because I'm not sure if it'll be um, talked about here. Mm. It is essentially a commune. They're all, they grow their own vegetables to make their own food. Mm. I think they make beer that they then sell to make money for the commune. Everybody sort of has their own hobby that they're working on. So, one girl's designing clothes. One girl's learning to be a singer. There's this one guy that's working on like a never-ending physics equation. That's what Camp Arcadia is. Mm. But Justin and Aaron have a different recollection of events, right? Justin mm. says that even though the group seems harmless, they're actually a UFO death cult. They were always talking about an ascension and that all that means is a mass suicide. Mm. While Aaron, who's the younger one, and is always told what to do by Justin because kind of, they only have each other, mm only remembers them as a harmless and friendly commune. Aaron points out that the video cassette proves the members are still alive. Justin, however, is worried the talk of Ascension may be code for some future mass suicide. Yeah, so they, so he yeah, knows something's up. wrong. He knows yeah. they talk about the Ascension and they never explain what it is.
1: Uh, and so this may be a veiled cry for help, hey? Yeah. Of uh, like, hey, and, everything's and, cool. Maybe an Ascension coming up. But it's also a, a bit seconds. weird
0: that, yeah, like, why did they get this? But at the same time their lives suck right so they left this cult when they were really young <coughs> they since sort of ha- both have like cleaner jobs and they live together in a shitty apartment we see that they give each other sort of haircuts we find out that they missed a payment on the car and they're going to lose their car basically nothing in their life's going well and aaron's a bit like i know you say it's a ufo death cult but i remember it being good our lives suck now can we just go back for one day? And Justin's like, okay, we'll go back for one day just so you can see that mm. it's a cult and it's not as good as you remember. But I think, like, what I love about this is, mm. is this idea that, hey, maybe being in a cult's not all bad. <laughs> Do you know what this I cult mean? This like,
1: seems all right, yeah.
0: But maybe there's a sense of belonging that you don't have. Mm. Like, I think the thing people miss out on, like, well, it's not that people miss out on, but what's not focused enough, God, here's me being shag-peeled again, yeah. but on the like <laughs> radicalization of young people on the internet it's because like it gives them a sense of belonging even if yep. it you know giving someone a common enemy becomes a sense of belonging
1: yeah hugely and the um defining the group that like defining who is us and who is fucking not us is also yeah. a very like empowering thing to do to create a culture like even like like you'd have throwaway lines these days about certain Types of exercise that I'll be like, oh, yeah, not the fucking cult of this, cult of that, you know, five years ago, CrossFit, three years ago, F45, one year ago, that fucking weird ballet one that's fucking intense, especially um, what those blokes can do. But um, there's that element of, yeah, insult us as much as you like. Like, we get it. Like, we know you outsiders wouldn't get it. Um, It's only us who are in the cult who get it.
0: So, it doesn't matter how much Justin's like, it's a death cult. Like, that doesn't Mm. matter to Aaron. All that matters to Aaron is he wants that sense of belonging, which Justin isn't actively Mm. interrogating. Anyway, so, Justin and Aaron then head to the backwards of San Diego Mm. where they find Camp Arcadia. Now, there's a few interesting things. Like, on the way, there are these weird natural stone structures that are essentially like a pile of rocks stuck together, rising like up to about chest height. Weird, okay. Right? And almost like a demarcation of an area. And as they get closer to the area, they find more of these things. But when they get there, they get a friendly welcome and everyone remembers them. Weirdly, Mm. none of the members seem to have aged in the decades since the brothers left. And Mm -hmm. they do it cleverly. Justin's basically like, isn't it weird that everyone here should be, like, older than us? but they all look younger than us, and Aaron explains it away. Like I said before, you, you, mm. you don't look at the red flags. He's basically being like, no, these guys just eat. They, they live off the land. They're eating their own produce. This is just what a healthy living does to you. Yeah. <laughs> it makes you look like you haven't aged in 10 years, <laughs> which I think is the opposite of living in the land because you'd always be in the sun and you'd be working yeah, really hugely. hard. Anyway, all right, you wouldn't be doing a lot. Your skincare regime would be, like, pretty minimal. 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 Yeah.
1: Right. You're not doing Nicole Kidman, like, walking around in a huge hat and never letting your skin <laughs> see sunlight or whatever.
0: No one is wearing a huge hat in this film. I'm just no, that no out huge there.
1: hats. All right, okay. That does heighten the mystery.
0: So, Anna and Lizzie take an interest in Aaron and Justin respectively. Although Aaron welcomes the attention, Justin stays aloof from everyone but his brother. So, immediately, they, they sort of latch onto the fact that Aaron clearly wants to stay around. But they try to latch onto Justin. It doesn't yeah. work. So, they sort of give him his distance. Why does your brother want you to go, Aaron? One yeah. of the members, Hal, excitedly shows Justin a physics equation he's been working on. When Justin's like, but what's it about? He's like, you wouldn't understand if I told you. And he says it would be akin to describing an impossible color. As in, like, one of the many colors that our irises can't detect.
1: I love that it's like, so I won't try. Like, it'd be very hard <laughs> to describe, and I won't try. It's like, well, well, okay.
0: well, what's really interesting is how much the group is not revealing about what's happening at Camp Arcadia. But, however, he hopes that Justin will eventually accept the group's beliefs now that he is older. As they partake in various activities, Aaron grows increasingly fond of his time at Camp Arcadia, and he convinces Justin to stay an additional day. During one activity, and they, the activities are fucking weird, Right. Members attempt to win a tug of war against a rope that ascends into a dark night sky. There's another one where they throw a Mm. ball up into the air and it hangs there just a bit longer than a ball should hang in the air before dropping to the ground.
1: This feels about Christopher Nolan just at the moment, but yeah.
0: It's really cool, right? Mm. It's like if Christopher Nolan had this script, this film would have been world famous. Yep. The brothers separately notice increasingly weird occurrences while exploring the woods because justin has been like when they first get there justin kind of goes for a run and then the next morning he goes for a run as well he goes for a lot of runs Mm. while they're at this cult that has bad memories for him which is like like i get it like i am fully addicted to like fitness and running at the moment so Mm. i get the idea that i would go back to like the scene of childhood trauma and be like well like this sucks but if I don't run today, it means I don't have time to run tomorrow and then oh, i I fucked up my whole week. So I get that. It's still a bit weird. But while exploring the woods, Justin becomes convinced an invisible entity is observing him and he becomes, like, further convinced when all of a sudden it leaves a number of Polaroids in front of him. Like, there's, there's, this, there's essentially this giant burst of wind, like, the dust is kicked up and when the dust sort of settles there's this circle of polaroids around him weird okay
1: and they're all of him or
0: well, featuring photos of him and a photograph of a boy b-u-o-w which i think is funny because in the film they keep calling it a buoy and i'm like is it a buoy or is it just a boy
1: it's not fucking buoy
0: maybe it's someone who read the script and it's one of those words that you don't say out loud and nobody and it was a cheap production right so they're like, fuck it, Buoy, let's go with it. But What's he calls that it a Buoy.
1: And rai. They're a, a rai
0: and Ori. Yep. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, I told you my annihilation story, I'm sure. Yes, yeah. yes. It yeah. Yeah, looks
0: so tough. Anyway.
1: Where's that Buoy?
0: So when Justin presses Hal for answers, because he's like, there's something going on. You know, you're kind of like the quasi leader of this place. And Hal's basically like, I'm not the leader. There's no leader here. And I don't know any more than anyone else here. But my physics equation is me trying to work out what's happening. And if you want to know what's happening, I recommend you swim, You find that boy on the lake. As soon as you find it, swim down to the bottom and then you're going to get some answers.
1: That sounds like pretty shit advice to me. But anyway.
0: That night. He
1: still doesn't want to explain his equation. He's like, it's great. I'm not <laughs> going to explain it to you. It's the sickest <laughs> equation ever. So,
0: yeah. That night, two moons rise in the sky. Sick. Justin's like, again, this is weird. How's like, it's an atmosphere. It's kind of like in mist where he's like, <clears throat> just two storm fronts coming together creating the evil mist. He's like, it's just a trick of the atmosphere. It's like the Northern Lights. Sometimes we just have two moons in the sky. It's like, oh, Part oh, oh, like, cool. that's not. That, 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 I don't, oh. I don't.
1: I know how weak my mind is. I'd be like, great, just anything to make this normal. Like, this is too kind of fucking weird. Great. Yeah, atmosphere. It's crazy.
0: Anyway. All right, Okay. Hal tells Justin to come to a conclusion before the third moon rises because once there's a third moon in the sky, that signals the ascension. The next but day, I, Justin- So, it's not
1: atmospheric. atmosphere. He's explicitly saying it's not
0: atmospheric. <laughs> okay. Anyway, mm. Justin and Aaron go fishing. Because it turns out, you know how I said before, everyone has a hobby. When Aaron gets there, he's like, well, I don't have a hobby. And they're like, are you kidding? When you were here, you used to be really good at fishing. Maybe you should start fishing again. So, it's like there's a reason to go What age was Aaron when he left? Well, they were young. I think they were teenagers. Okay. So, they go fishing. When Justin sees the boy from the photograph, he immediately takes his clothes off, dives into the water, returns with the toolbox, and says that something else is under the water. When they open the toolbox, they find another videotape. Freaked out by the strange events and ostentatious clues, Justin insists they leave immediately. But Aaron's like, okay, but let's at least have, like, let's the, the camp's organizing dinner. We'll go to that first. At the camp, Hal and Justin get into an argument because Hal's like, okay, well, let's, oh, this Wikipedia synopsis has done so badly. They have dinner at yeah. the camp. Yes. And Hal's like, Hal's like, well, you've got a tape. Why don't we all watch it together? Because this is at least going to explain what's going on. But what the tape shows is a TV interview that Justin and Aaron did after they left Camp Arcadia, where Justin pretends they're a UFO cult and says they've all been castrated. And Aaron's like, wait a minute, has no one here been castrated? And they're all like, no, we haven't been castrated. And it turns out once they left, Justin Mm -hmm. pretty much, I mean, maybe I'm using the term "gaslight" wrong. I am using the term "gaslight" wrong. He basically just lied to, justin about what the what the cult was so they would never go back because obviously aaron really enjoyed it but justin knew something was wrong so justin told them that they were a ufo cult and they're all castrated and they're all fucked but actually seemingly they're just this hippie commune where weird stuff happens yeah okay so aaron obviously gets really fucking pissed off and they have a massive argument hal intervenes justin calls hal a cult leader And Hal says Justin made up these lurid stories to tell the press about Camp Arcadia. And now it's actually fucked them all because it's hard for them to sell their beer because everyone thinks they're a cult. And the only reason Justin did this is because he wants to be a leader in the same way that he bosses his brother around. And he could never accept that even though Hal isn't really a leader and no one's a leader, everyone listens to Hal and no one listens to Justin. So everything comes out and it feels like maybe actually this place is not so bad and maybe Justin's been a bit of a dick.
1: This feels very playish as well. I've got to say, this script is this is a play we're watching. Well, they yeah. had
0: it. Well, they had a dinner party, and then mm-hmm. tensions arose and secrets were revealed.
1: Like everything's a fucking play. Maybe that's
0: <laughs> everything's <laughs> maybe, a play.
1: Maybe that's all the secrets <laughs> of the feel bad club.
0: Outraged that Justin was misleading him too, Aaron refuses to leave. Justin goes off, tries to start the car, but it doesn't start, and he leaves to find help. Okay, we're in our final paragraph. Mm. And this is where Justin starts to encounter what's actually going on. So, on his way out, he encounters people who are stuck in what's, I don't think it's ever really explicitly named, but sort of time domes. So, they are stuck in these small domes where a certain period of time repeats endlessly. They can't exit the invisible barrier of the dome. And either they have to kill themselves before time resets or they will be killed by whatever this entity is. And it's said to be way worse than anything they can do for themselves.
1: How do we, how do we know these rules? How, like, how did we discover this?
0: Well, we discover this from a few conversations he has with a few people. So, <clears> he finds one guy who he'd noticed before in camp, sort of on his runs, sort of hurriedly walking. So, there's, this one guy who's sort of stuck in a time loop of a couple of hours. And so all he can do is sort of come to have a bit of a beer and either kill himself or wait for the entity to kill him and then it just re-loops. Okay. He finds He finds these two men who came to this forest as a way to get one of them to like basically cold turkey one of them out of his drug addiction, but they accidentally get caught in a time loop that goes for about a week and he comes across them and between the two of them they sort of explain what's going on they don't really explain who the entity is, but the idea is the entity experiences their time for entertainment and their violent deaths for its own amusement, whatever it is. Okay. It's a little bit- like, it's, it's not so Lovecraftian as the entity has no purpose and no morality. It mm. feels like the entity is toying with the people.
1: Yeah, okay. It's a torture. It's a sadist.
0: But what I love about this is mm. when you think about this more, and there's one moment here that's actually like nightmarish. The idea that time travel could be horrific, that you'd be stuck in a time loop of a couple of hours where you just endlessly, the film's called The Endless, you just have to endlessly either kill yourself or be killed and there's no escape.
1: Um, yeah, that sounds pretty bad.
0: I think that's a bit feel club.
1: Well, you return with perfect awareness, do you know, about Yeah. know, fuck, I'm still in this fucking thing. I you
0: remember myself. everything, you remember the pain, you know what's going on. And, in fact, the guy in the three-hour time loop is basically like, there's a reason why my time loop is so short. It's so I can't sleep, so I can never dream, so I'm never not aware of what is happening to me. Oh, God. Which is so fucked up. <sighs> anyway. How does this relate to the cult? Wait.
1: <coughs> what we're about to find out.
0: Yeah,
1: <coughs> <Sorry>. <coughs> Yeah, if I can forgive, forgive him.
0: Aaron decides that he needs to- <coughs> mm. Goddamn. <coughs>
1: That's all right, man. Man, like we've had some sick spookos, hey?
0: We've had some really sick spookos. Mm. Aaron decides that he needs to find Justin, but on his way, he finds a tent where he can hear old timey music playing, and then just constantly repeat like it's on a skipping record. He looks inside and he sees a tent of someone who may or may not be from the twenties. A gramophone next to him, and we watch the man appear in a seat, look surprised, run to the other side of the tent, scream in agony, and then wake up at the tent. And we realize that there is a time, there, like, there are various time loads, and this time loop goes for a couple of seconds. And it's been going on since the 20s or the 30s. Oh, God. So this man has died hundreds of thousands of times, maybe millions of times. I, don't, yeah. I can't think of God. how long that is. But just constantly dies, and we and the man notices Aaron looking at him, and he's like, "Get out of here!" And so Aaron runs. They find each other.
1: Oh, uh, um, in an attempt to save, he, like he's like, "Save, save, it's like save, get out save, of save here, get out of here! Don't get, don't get, don't yeah.
0: caught in a time loop, right?" Yeah. So and and they essentially explain the rules, right? It's like if the entity traps you in a time loop, well, if you you get trapped in a time loop, if you die or the entity kills you, and then the moment that happens, you're trapped there forever and you can't escape. And the entity seems to choose, at will or at random, the length and the, you know, the distance of these time loops. Oh, my God. This
1: this makes me feel very bad.
0: So, Justin explains the danger, but Aaron still wants to stay behind because he makes a point. He said something like where he's like, I'm happy to, like, stay around here because I felt like I was just dying in slow motion at home. At least here I feel like it's home or whatever. And then we kind of realize what's happening with the cult, right? So, yeah, okay. the it turns out that they have a time loop that goes for 10 years. Oh, so, oh. at the end of 10 years, the ascension is they all let the entity kill them because they think it's sacred for the entity to kill them. And then they loop again. And then they're able to just keep going. And so, they can keep, le- they can keep doing their equation. They can keep learning how to make clothes. They can keep perfecting, you know, whatever it is they're doing. And they can stay young forever and all they have to do is accept this death from the Entity who sort of kills them all and destroys the town every 10 years and then it all just comes back to life.
1: Oh, God.
0: So Justin admits he was wrong to force Aaron into, like, leaving the cult. Aaron becomes hopeful that their life can improve because Justin's at least listened to him and given him so autonomy. So he's like, that's all I ever wanted, we can leave. They have to then outrun the Entity who started just, like... The Ascension begins, it kills the cult members, it comes after them, they basically have to outrun it, they manage Mm. to start the car, they seem to outrun it, they seem Mm. to escape the time bubble, and they're seen driving away while we cut back to the members of the cult who sort of watch them drive away. It looks like they've rewoken up and they just sort of turn back around to start their lives again. And that's the end of The Endless. Peach, what did you think?
1: Well, Andre 3000 is definitely in it. Like, he just, <laughs> he's been refining his rap craft for so long. He's just better and he's better and he's better and he's better.
0: He so. is an endless, like, source of, like, rap talent. Like, he, he will never fall off. That's my prediction. Like, I probably would have said this about Kanye, like, <laughs> two years ago, but Andre 3000 will never fall off.
1: You heard it here first. Uh, if he, if he does, I guess that's, that's the real challenge as to, as to where we come back. But, 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 Shake, perhaps it, it it leads, leads back to that conversation we were having the other week and, and I hate to be earnest and I know Spooko is not, not really about that earnestness, but there is something about <clears throat> wanting to continually improve your craft forever that is quite romantic, you know, like just being trapped of like I'm going to be the best fucking tailor ever. Oh,
0: my God, Peach, what would you be if you were stuck in butcher. Camp Arcadia? Butcher. Oh, you'd be a butcher? Yeah. That fucking rules. Oh, my God, and I could finally make a horror film.
1: Yes, Shaq, every time you came back, you'd be like, no,
0: no, 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 Act 3, it's
1: got to be like this.
0: Although it would be rough, though, because after about 10 time loops, I'd be like, I finally perfected it. But we'll be in, like, space, and they'll be like, what do you mean this isn't a VR hologram? You'd be like, oh,
1: it's period peace, period (laughs) peace. I can't believe you'd write horror films, Shaq, that's awesome. (laughs) What do you do with Eternity? write some horror films look I'll I'll, I'll butcher some carcasses fucking we've just described
0: charcuterie
1: (laughs) mic drop Uh, this was recorded at FBI studios please like subscribe and follow wherever you can and as much as you can and Reshes, what's up do people listen to Jadakiss, by the way? By the, like, by the way, I feel like Jadakiss, like, everyone's just like, In, you know, in
0: America, and if they're, like, over 35, but-
1: Yeah, okay.
0: In Australia, maybe, if you're, like, one of those fucking insufferable, like, hip-hop heads.
1: Oh, I'm so sorry. Like, it's like, I bought four copies of Illmatic. One of them I'll never play, so my grandchildren can hear it on vinyl. <laughs> final. One of them is like a, For Sunday afternoons only One of them's a regular playing copy And one of them's for my party day. Oh it's people it's who like, are
0: like MF Doom's my favourite rapper And it's like oh, You don't find it like A little bit unlistenable sometimes
1: Just like that's like Mad Villainy Top 5 <laughs> rap album ever And it's like Is it really It's like Oh my name's Doom Doom Shroom Doom 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 And it's
0: like yeah. oh, <laughs> Saxophone <laughs> Grab the dog And give it a bone <laughs> I'm never home Home Alone Was a Christmas his phone like it's just that
1: it's like Ah oh, doom's done
0: it again, He's <laughs> done it again. <laughs> even when like there's like retrospective reviews and they pull out couplets to be like can you believe you rap this and it's like i guess maybe if i had it in context that'd be cool like i don't know <laughs> but as well who cares like it's just
1: like it's like i swear it's okay that we like doom here's an example and they'll of, be right. the same
0: people that's like drake's not a good rapper you're like, oh.
1: come on, man. Jim, like Jim Jones, like again, I'm sorry to go back to all these early 2000s, like tough guy, like New York rappers, but like it was like Jim Jones and Jewel Santana who are in Dipset, I think. And Jim Jones is like, is like in this like tough guy interview. Again, I love what the algorithm serves me these days. And he's like, look, I think the time has come for us to acknowledge like Drake is the GOAT, like Eminem's corny, Jay, he, he hasn't had as many songs as Drake's had. I think Drake's the fucking greatest to ever do it. So, you know, like, you can call me corny or you can come at me.
0: It's just Jim Jones. (laughs) Eminem's, like, the fucking dumbest guy in the world. He had, like, near and, like, and it was almost inexplicable praise from, like, everyone in hip-hop. He had motherfucking Tyler the Creator being, like, he's my greatest influence. And then he comes out with a song that calls Tyler the Creator a homophobic slur. And it's, like, dude, number one, read the fucking room. But Mm. number two, like not to bring J.K. Rowling back into it, but it's like just don't do that. Just enjoy being universally loved.
1: Like he's sold two hundred and twenty million albums. Like,
0: like, like what more do you want?
1: Yeah. Anyway, the endless. So, should I get to the trailer? Let's do it. Let's watch. Let's watch
0: that trailer. Come on.